Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, June the 20th, 2022. It is currently 2.51 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, this is one of those situations where I kept I had a debate with myself. Yeah, go upstairs, hook everything up, and press the big red go live button. Go do it. Go do it. No, no. Everyone's going to be talking about it. You're not going to offer anything that's unique, or you're not going to offer anything that's important. Just stay down here. Watch some TV. Listen to music. Do whatever you want. No, 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 no. You need to stop what you're doing. Walk up those stairs. Hook all of the equipment up and go live You need to talk about this. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. Well, yes, you do. One out. Here I am. I'm not convinced, though. I'm not convinced that I'm going to offer anything of great significance, but maybe we need to talk about it. I mean, the article is all over the place. It's already on the Christian Post. I've seen it. Secular news sources, Christian news sources. I'm assuming Christian podcast all over the place are going to, is going to be talking about it. It's probably going to be mentioned from pulpits and churches across the country, talked about in small groups, talked about in Sunday school. Everyone's going to have their thoughts and opinions. I guess the reason I'm going to talk about it is typically when I start working through an article or something, I think I, I, I find a way. It's not on purpose, but I find a way to offer a perspective that typically goes against everyone else. (laughs) So maybe my perspective, it probably not going to change anyone's mind, but maybe we can offer uh, some information here that maybe it will uh, at least offer a different perspective to the discussion, all right? I I, I don't know how many people will listen, but but you know what? Let's do what we can. Are are you ready? Are you ready? You've heard the news, correct? You've heard it? Right. You, you don't, do you need me to tell you the news? All right. All right. All right. Are you ready? You, you may want to sit down for this. I don't think this comes as a shock. I don't think this comes as a surprise to anyone who has been following Christ, but it's news today, or it's been news for the last couple of days. Here we go. The number of Americans who believe in God dips to new low. Number of Americans who believe in God dips to new low. Now, before I say anything else, I'm going to tell you my first thought. And I'm not saying this is good. You can say, well, that's kind of fleshly. But I'm just going to tell you my first thought when I saw number of Americans who believe in God dips to new low. My first thought was, I wonder how long it's going to take for some ministry to take that headline and place it in their fundraising emails that I constantly get sent by ministries. We need money. Now it's going to be a a record number of Americans or a number of Americans who believe in God dips to a new low. Give us $500,000 and we can combat the problem. We can present the gospel. You, we need your money now. The Emergency alert. We need your money so that we can try to turn the tide on how many Americans believe in God. Because that number is dipped to a new low. We've got to do something. I'm just, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting. I know maybe that should not have been my first thought, but I'm being honest with you. That was my first thought. And that's one of the reasons that I was like, 
you know, why talk about this? Well, we're going to work through it. And I would, it would be interested. It would be interesting if I had, again, if I had a live audience sitting here in this room, I would be, I would ask them what, what, when you hear that headline, number of Americans who believe in God dips to new low, what's the first thought that comes to your mind, right? I think for some, it may be, oh no, we're in trouble. Civilization is falling apart. The end is near. This is it. Get ready. Jesus is going to come back. The Antichrist is going to be revealed. We're all, we're all going to die. Some it will be, I won't say, maybe, maybe that's a little hyperbolic the way I'm, I'm describing it. But for some, this will be a, 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 a feel, a, this will be news that they feel, I, I can't say creates panic, but grave concern. Grave concern. I think others will be like, I mean, wasn't that already obvious? And then others, I think, may say, well, well, what could be the future implications? That's probably where I go. Once I got past kind of the cynical, well, I wonder how long this before this shows up in an email sent to me by a ministry needing money. I, there, there was a little bit of cynicism there. Then, I, then my thought was, what does this mean for where we're going in the future? Not only as society, but as the church. I think there's some, some inter- I think maybe that that's the direction I'm going to go. Future implications for society and for the church. And maybe my perspective will be somewhat different than yours. By all means, feel free to participate in the discussion. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, and give me your perspective. And I may take your perspective and turn it into another podcast episode. And if you're on YouTube, you know what to do. Hit the comment section because you guys typically are pretty good at doing that. So, and I will, and I try my best to check. If I don't respond to you, I I, I, I guarantee you I saw it, but I do my best. I have, I have so many different ways people contact me. I do my very best. So if I ever miss something, Please, just, it's, it's it's no, I will not be offended for you simply to go, I don't think you saw my email or saw my comment, and I, I will do my very best to then respond, okay? So, makes sense. So, here we go. Let's work through it. While 81% of American adults say they believe in God, the percentage has dropped six points since 2017 and is the lowest since Gallup polling firm started asking the question more than seven decades ago. So the number has reached the lowest point then since the Gallup polling firm started asking the question more than seven decades ago. It's dropped six points since 2017. So from 2017 to 2022, it's dropped six points, and only now 81% of Americans say they believe in God. Now, I know that your your first skeptic, a lot of people will start saying, well, even though that 81% of people believe in God, what does that mean? I mean, that can just be some generic God. It can be, I mean, it can be vague and they can say they believe in God, but it doesn't really amount to any religious activity in their life. It's not Bible study. It's not prayer. It's just they believe in God. So yeah, I do understand that 81% is still somewhat misleading because there's a lot of like, just very generic. Yeah, I believe I believe there's something else other than us. Yeah, I believe that there's some kind of God. I don't really care to define it. I don't care to know who it is. I don't I don't care to know what they want or think. But yeah, I believe in some kind of God. Some some of that 81% really, I mean, you just as well place them in the camp of not even believing in God. But 81%. So it's dropped six points in 2017 
So if it continues that downward trajectory, then you can see where things are headed. But it's at the lowest point, then it's at the lowest point ever uh, since Gallup poll firm started asking the question more than seven decades ago. Now, here's my question. And maybe maybe you've listened to podcasts who've raised the same questions, but that's okay. Um, if, if they did, then I'm not offering anything unique and you can tell me, but this is where I place my focus on all of this. If the number of people believing God is dipped to a new low, what are, will those people who basically stop believing in God, stop looking to, uh, from a, to a God kind of understanding, what will they replace a belief in God with? See, I, that's that to me is is where, and I'm sorry, I'm throwing things. That to me is where I think the discussion needs to go, because I believe we have kind of a, a a transition happening within culture right now. I think you have those outside of the church who no longer believe in God, and they're taking that that re, basically rejection of God or turning away from God, and they're filling it with something else. But I think there are many in the church, they would say that I'm wrong and they would deny this, but I believe there's many in the church that have replaced really a God-focused belief system with a political belief system. You know where, you know, I always talk about this. I believe Christianity has been politically hijacked and politics is now central, not God. It's not theology central. It's political it's politics central has become the thing. So I think there's a replacing of God inside the church and outside the church. Now, inside the church, they would say absolutely not. But I think God is simply there to support their political agenda, their culture war. God is not central. Their other wars, their other concerns are central. And God is just their moral justification for their anger, their outrage, and them wanting to change society. God simply justifies their ideology that has really replaced God and they don't even see it. But if you have a society that is moving, whether you call this slowly, quickly, however you want to define the speed, if you have a society that's moving away from God, what will what will become more, what will take place of that that empty space? Because I I, I don't think it it it's you're not just going to say, well, I used to believe in God. Now I no longer believe in God. And it and it, it's going to create a vacuum. And I think something has to fill it. I, I feel it. I don't think it's going to just remain empty. Something is going to replace it. It's either going to be politics. It's going to be culture wars. It's going to be some form, of maybe social justice. It's going to be, it's going to be something. It, something is going to replace it. Now, I think from a theological perspective, what will replace it will be will be self-worship. I think if once you remove God, we will replace God with self. I mean, that's always the battle anyway, even for those of us who believe in God. We constantly end up worshiping worshiping ourselves, serving ourselves, exalting ourselves. I mean, that's the thing we battle against every single day. But if someone just kind of like, I no longer believe in God, um, Okay, yeah, someone says, I'm guessing it will be an inner strength type thingy. Uh, that That's one option. Yeah, I, I think it'll be, it'll be an inner strength, but it's going to be focused on self. It's going to be self. It's going to be more of a self-centered, self, self-exaltation, 
self-focused, self-promotion, selfishness that will become more and more prominent and dominant within society. Um, I, I think I think that's I think that's where it's going to go. I, I think that's where it's going to go. Um, yeah, there'll be there'll be all of these. There'll be these. How can we say this? There'll be things associated with the focus on self that may be like inner strength or there'll be there'll be these other things that help promote that other things that help, you know, bring comfort to that way of thinking. But it, I think it's going to be self. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be self politics and some kind of culture war. That's going to become more than more dominant thing. And we, I think we're already seeing that in society. In other words, anything I'm suggesting here, there's nothing revolutionary here. There's nothing like, wow, I, you know, where did he come up with that? I think we've already seen it in society. A more society is more and more divided over ideology and culture battles, social justice, whatever, more and more divided over politics. And everyone seems to be becoming more and more selfish, more and more self-centered, more and more concerned only with themselves. No compassion now, because, well, once, once God goes, what, what, when you remove God from the throne, we take it. Once you remove God from being high and exalted, we become high and exalted. So I think that's, that to me is the most fascinating thing. If, as society moves away from it, what will replace it? That, that to me is what we need to pay attention to. See, seeing where society is going, because we, you know, I, I, I know, make sure I, I, I don't want to confuse anyone. Just because society was theistic in its maybe focus or theistic in its belief system, it's not that that was Christian, right? Just because theism is dominant does not mean Christianity is dominant. A theistic worldview is not necessarily a Christian worldview, just they believe in some kind of God. But once you remove any kind of God, then self will ultimately become the dominant focus. It's, I think it's just inevitable. It's just what happens. So the, the belief in God in America has dropped to the lowest point since Gallup began taking and asking questions and researching this more than seven decades ago. Now, Gallup says when it first asked the question in 1947 and twice in the 1950s and 60s, a consistent 98% said they believed in God. In 2011, the percentage declined to 92%. And 2013, 2014, and 2017, it dipped to 87%. Now it's down to 81%. Society is moving away from a, a concept of God. It's moving away from it. It's just... It's abandoning it. It's turning from it. It's rejecting it. And, and, and the question is, what is going to replace it? That is the focus. Belief in God has fallen uh, the most in recent years among young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum, liberals and Democrats. Now, I'm going to... Um, yeah, I know. Someone just said 98% is astounding. I, it is astounding, but just remember, it's the most... Just any belief in God would count. Any kind of theistic, I, be, I believe that there's a higher force. I believe that there's, I mean, it, it can be the most generic. And I think there, there, people have always, I think society, no matter where you go, no matter where you, where, where, unless the government tries to ban any belief in God, 
the natural inclination is for people to believe in a God because we are creating the image of God. Therefore, there's a spiritual aspect to us. Therefore, people are just spiritual by nature. They believe in something outside of themselves to look for purpose, for meaning, for morality, and for anything else. So I I, I, I think that that's, that's kind of how it's always been, but people are moving further and further away from that concept. Now, they say it's the young adults and those on the left. Now, I'm going to say something here. Those on the left and young adults may be the ones who are more vocal and honest and saying, look, I don't believe in God, where there may be others who want to claim to some belief in God, but their belief in God is about as meaningless as meaningless can be. Oh, I believe in God. Okay, and what, what does that do for you? What, what do you do about that? I don't do anything. I think those on the left and young adults are just more honest. Oh, come on. I don't, I don't, obviously I don't believe in God. Look at the way I live. Look at what I, how I think. I don't believe in God. I, I think sometimes they're more honest. And I think others who may not be young or who may not be, liberal or left-leaning, maybe more, yeah, I believe in God, but it's just more of something that they just kind of grew up with. It's something they're just supposed to do, and it really doesn't mean anything. That, that, that's, that's my interpretation of the fact that it's liberal in, in young people. Um, and I will argue that many of the people on the right who claim to believe in God, again, God is nothing more than a support for their ideology and their politics. They have an ideology, they have a morality, they have a, po- a political view, and God is the, the theistic justification for their views. And they just look to God to justify their views, but they're not focused on God. So I think, in, you know, I, I don't think that's any better in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it says, belief in God has fallen to the, uh, the most in recent years among young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum, liberals and Democrats. These groups show drops of 10 or more percentage points comparing the 2022 figures to an average of the 2013 to 2017 polls, the poll results said. So left and young have dropped uh, drops of 10% or more. So that's that's where you're seeing it happen the most. Belief in God is highest among political conservatives, 94%, and Republicans, 92%, reflecting that religiosity is a major determinant of political divisions in the U.S. See, if you're you're conservative or if you're Republican, then you're, you know, 94, 92% of those believe in God. But I, I call into question that. The, the, the belief in God with Republicans, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, God is not the focus. God is simply the tool. God is simply the tool you use so that you can bash your other opponents over the head and go, I have God on my side. I have the Bible on my side. I'll, I'll just, I've given the example before. United States Air Force, Airman Leadership School, right? How do you go there before I could put on the next uh, the next stripe? Okay, because in the Air Force, always send you some kind of school. You have to take some kind of test. So we're there for what six weeks, all right? So they want to demonstrate that in the military, you work with people from all kinds of different backgrounds with all kinds of different perspectives. So you have to work, you know, learn to get along with one another. Okay, got it. But they love to create these situations in class where it's going to turn into World War III. So here's what they did: they had uh, on one side of the room strongly agree. 
On the other side of the room, strongly disagree. They had little signs on the wall. Strongly agree, strongly disagree. And I can't remember, like, moderately agree, moderately disagree. I can't. Just these all these different ways in different categories, okay? And then they brought up some of the most controversial questions of the time. Abortion uh, and, and different things. And everybody would go to their side of the room and... And, and and then everyone would argue. And I sat in the middle of the room and they said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not going to participate in this. This is so foolish. And they're like, no, you have to. And I'm like, why? I said, I, I, I know most of these people. I've worked with these people or I've been here in this school for like four or five weeks of these people. These people have never had a, a meaningful conversation about anything related to theology or philosophy or anything. But all of a sudden now, everyone's going to act like they're a philosopher. They're a theologian. They're going to start, you know, they're giving their hot takes about controversial issues when when all they care about, it, all they talk about is drinking or going out or who they're sleeping with. I'm like, this is just, it's just foolishness. It's like... No, find people who, who who have meaningful thoughts and studies on these hot topics, and then let's discuss it. And they and they were like, "You're missing the point." I'm like, "I'm not missing the point. I I understand you want to show me that all that I work with people with varying different beliefs. I already understand that, but this is just to argue for argument's sake. But whatever, the whole the whole thing irritated me, and I think it was homosexuality because we were in the military at the time during "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." All right. So here are these, <laughs> oh man, there's nothing more irritating than this. All right, so so people break off into their sides. Everybody starts arguing. I still just kind of stand in the middle of the room like I'm not joining any of your sides because I don't agree with any, because you're taking sides for a far different reason than I would take a side. I would be taking a side on theological grounds. You're taking sides because of political ideology or just because of the way you're raised or whatever. And so I'm not on any of your, I'm, I'm on nobody's side in this entire building. Okay. So yeah, I know. I, I, I don't, I'm, I don't always, I don't always go along with what I'm supposed to go along with, but homosexuality came up. And so there were this one side, these people were just adamant, like homosexuality is disgusting. Homosexuality is wrong. This is horrible. They shouldn't even be in the military. They should be processed and just like losing their minds. Now, these are the same people who are getting drunk every Friday night, going to strip clubs. Just, I mean, whatever their issue is with homosexuality, it's not religious. But when the arguments start going back and forth, one of them like, well, you know what the Bible says? And I almost just fell out of my chair. I almost just fell out of my chair. I'm like, really? So now you're going to run to the Bible. And so I sat there listening, like, you know also what the Bible says about premarital sex? Do you know what the Bible says about drunkenness? Do you know what the Bible says about love? And then, then, then nobody wanted to have that conversation, but they wanted to run to the Bible to support it's not that they cared about God or the Bible, but they, they wanted to use God and the Bible to support their morality. And that's what I see a lot of times on the conservative side. God is simply there as my, my, my ace up the sleeve. Oh, 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 you, you think that that's right? Boom, God says it's wrong. Ha, 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 I win. And it's like, God is not your ace up your sleeve, okay? God is not your, the debate technique. When all else fails, claim the Bible and God. It, it's not. And so the fact that I think those on the left feel like, you know what? I don't really believe in God. I don't care if I can't use God to, to win my political arguments. I just don't care. I don't need it. And those on the right, many of them, I'm not saying they don't believe in God, but many of them, God seems to be more just there 
to win an argument or to justify their political cause than God being central and focused. I know I'm going to make everyone mad on this, but I just, that's when I see, ooh, 92% of Republicans and 94% of conservatives believe in God. Yeah, that's the winning side. No, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't see that. All right. And again, it just shows that, uh, I love how they say this. Religiosity is a major determinant of political divisions. God should not be the source of our political divisions. That's why I hate politics. I hate it. I I despise it. I don't like anything dealing with it. I I don't because when, and when everybody wants God on their side for their religious view, and it just becomes messy. It just, I, 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 man, I'm just not, I, I'm not saying there aren't Republicans out there who God comes first. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's very easy for God simply to be a tool you're using for your agenda. And, and, I, and I'm not a fan of that. They go on to say, uh, the poll is see here, uh, looking at belief in God, okay, looking at belief in God reli- region-wise, I thought that said religion-wise, region-wise, the poll found that the South has the highest number with 85, 86%, but it is down from 93% in 2017. The religion with the lowest, the region with the lowest number is the East with 78%. All right, then they go in to talk about some other things in regards to prayer and other things. Now, this is what I found interesting. Now, I want you to listen to this. This is what jumped out at me. I'm not going to get into a whole discussion about prayer at this point in time because I want to, I want you to look at this. I think this is interesting. In conclusion, the poll, the study noted this. While belief in God has declined in recent years, Gallup has documented steeper drops in church attendance, church membership, confidence in organized religion, suggesting that the practice of religious faith may be changing more than the basic faith in God. What actually may be dramatically changing the belief in God, it, 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 it's down, maybe to its lowest point. But I, I, again, I think a lot of people just claim to believe in God when it really meant nothing. I think just people now are willing to be more honest. I just think people now are, don't feel like, I have to say I believe in God. I think people now can say, I don't believe in God. Where before they may say, yeah, sure, I believe there's a God. But it didn't mean anything. I think people are just more honest now. To me, what we need to look at, look for, is those who reject God, what are they replacing it with? I think that's a, that's going to determine a lot about society. That's going to determine a lot about where things are headed. But as Gallup noted, the belief in God is maybe not be is not maybe not the big issue. The big issue may be that what what's really changing is the practice of religious faith is what's changing. That there's going to be a lot of people out there who still believe in God. Large numbers, but they're no longer going to church. They're no, they don't, they're not a member of a church. They don't go to church. They've dropped out of church. They no longer have confidence in what they would refer to as organized religion. There's going to be large numbers of people out there who still believe in God, who still have an interest in spiritual things, who still may want to learn about the Bible, study the Bible, still have theological questions. They're just not going to call a church, visit a church, or even consider a church while looking for those answers. 
That, to me, is one of the major reasons why churches should be massively focusing. I mean, to me, to even talk about they should be doing this in 2022, to me, seems ridiculous. Churches should have figured this out a long time ago. We've got to get our content everywhere the people are. We've got to get our content everywhere the people are, because they may not call the church, but they'll hop on. Again, I've talked about how many times I get emails from people who were doing a search for something on Pandora and found us. And you're like, wait, you were looking for what? And they'll tell me what they were searching for. I'm like, wow, and they found us. That's really cool. That's really cool. Or on YouTube or wherever. People are searching online for theological answers. They're looking for stuff there. That's where they're looking. So the church has to be there. And the church can't be content to just be in some little small bubble or, well, we put our sermons on our website. What are you doing? Okay, the internet, it's, they're never going to find you that way. Okay, you got to go to, you got, okay, I, I can just, I get all irritated. I, but I've been yelling, I've been yelling about this since, really since the 1990s. I was like, well, I, every church I was in, can we come up with a way to, to get our content out somewhere to somebody, even in the early stages of the internet? And everybody would just look at me. I mean, well, I mean, we have church services, <laughs> Congratulate, pat yourself on the back. You preach three sermons a week. Whoa, I hope you get plenty of rest. I, I hope you I hope you can handle it, right? And I've heard pastors like, I just, I just don't know how you can teach Sunday school and teach Sunday morning and teach Sunday night and teach Wednesday. I would be burned out. What is your problem? Okay, like, what? Okay, no, we should be doing everything we can to talk about these issues. So I, I think it demonstrates, I think it's interesting that they realize the number may be decreasing, and that just may be more of a reflection of honesty, right? But if, even if it is a dramatic change, and, it, and let's say it's more than just honesty, we want to look at where their people are going. What are they going to replace it with? What are they going to replace it with? What are they going to replace it with? And I'm telling you, if they replace it with self, it's going to lead to disillusionment, discouragement, depression, despondency, suicide, frustration, anger, it, it, it's, it's, it will not satisfy. It will not. You can worship self only for so long, and then it, 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 becomes, it becomes empty. So that's what we need to see where the world is going, all right? We need to see where the world is going. We see, I think, that there is a political high. I'm going to call it, sometimes I say the church has been politically hijacked. I think God has been politically hijacked. Political party parties trying to hijack God for their purpose, which it's just got to stop. But I think there's something changing here where the belief in God is going to still remain in that high 80s. It may drop to 85 or, well, it's, it's at 83 now. See, where is it? I got to go back to where the original number is at 81. Okay. It may remain, in, I should say, in the high 70s, maybe, maybe into the mid 70s, maybe even drops to 70%. But if you still have 70% of the population of the United States of America with belief in God, that's a lot of people. All right. So, but they're going to not come to the church. The church is going to have to now realize that less and less people are attending. I don't know if that's ever coming back. I don't know if that's ever coming back. So churches are going to have to figure figure out what to do and how to get, our, well, teaching to those people. So I think that's very, very important uh, that that's what's changing. 
Uh, they go on to say, last December, Gallup found that 49% of Americans said religion was very important in their life, with another 27% saying it was fairly important, and 25% saying it's not very important. So see, you have a belief in God, but many people say, re- only 49% say religion is very important. Only 49% say religion is very important. So, re- and, and what do they mean by religion? Church attendance? What do, what do they mean by that? There, there's there's a, a weird shift happening where uh, churches are going to end up in, a, in just a mess. I, I, just, I just think that that's where we're headed. It says, uh, Gallup noted that when first asked the question in ni- uh, 1965, 70% said religion was very important. That fell to 52% in a 1978 survey, though the percentage ticked up to, nearly, to near 60% between 90 and 2005 before declining in the past 15 years. So now only 49% say religion is important. They don't, they don't define what that means, what that means. But I think what we're seeing is a major shift. Yes, there's a, the society's moving away from God, and they're going to replace it with selfishness. And that's going to have societal impact, and we're going to watch that unfold. And it's not, I don't think it's going to be pleasant, but we're going to see that, all right? But while that's happening, we have the political hijacking of God taking place. That's not good. And that's going to continue as long as people believe God can be utilized for their political advantage. Once they believe God is no longer advantageous, they will throw God out faster than the trash. They will. And that's, that's exactly what's, that, that's a whole mess right there happening. And I think that's going to be just an ugly thing in 2022 going into uh, or, uh, going into uh, the midterms and then going into what, 2024, the, the next general election. It's politics. You, you can figure out the dates. I, I think it's going to get ugly and it's going to be bad. And I think it's something to watch. So here's what I would say. And, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but hear me out. I would rather have a society that says we don't believe in God because it's honest than a society that pretends to believe to believe in God when it's really meaningless. Because if you have people who say, I don't believe in God, you know where to start. If you have someone who's saying, I believe in God, they pretend to believe in God. It's some meaningless belief in God. That's almost, sir, it almost... It almost keeps them from really seeing maybe their need. In other words, it can give them a false sense of security. It can give them a false sense of hope. I would rather have someone like, I am just honest. Look, I don't believe in God. At least I know where to start with them. It's easier to communicate with them. All right, they don't believe in God. Okay, we know where to start. But sometimes people who say they believe in God, they just, I believe in God, so I'm good to go. And you almost have to work. You almost have to try to, First, you got to determine, so what do you mean you believe in God? What exactly does that mean? What God do you believe in? Like, it, it's harder. You almost have to work them backwards. You, you go, I know you believe in God, and you have to work them backwards to finally show them, but you don't believe in the true God, right? You, 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 and it, it, it's, you have to spend a lot of time trying to basically convince them that their belief in God is either fraudulent or it's in the wrong God. That, that is more difficult to me. Starting with someone who just doesn't believe in God, well, you can start about, you can, you know, there, there's bigger, there, it's just easier. You're starting with ultimate questions of, of truth, of reality, of, of source of morality. I think it's, you, you don't have to try to 
talk them out of their fraudulent belief of God. You just have to begin talking to them about belief in the true God. One, you've got to talk them out of their belief in a fraudulent God or their kind of pretend belief, then lead them back to the belief in a true God. The other case, you just know where to start. So I would rather a society where people stop pretending than everyone pretending they believe in God that really, what does it even mean? I, I think it's almost a an advantageous thing to have people be honest. But as people move away from God, there's going to be major societal changes. And those societal changes should not lead to the church engaging in culture wars. It should lead the church into, once again, being committed to our own spiritual growth and faith and being committed to, once again, proclaiming the gospel message and just that the living out our Christian life. That, that's, that's what we're called to do. But many Christians will turn this into some kind of culture war, which is going to be problematic. But I think the change is going to happen inside the church. Churches are going to have to realize, I think, less people. I think the numbers of attendance is, I think the number, of atten, number for attendance is going to continue to drop. And many big churches are going to have trouble surviving. And I think many churches are going to have to continue to bring more and more money in just to try to maintain their little mini kingdoms. And I don't think it's going to work. I think, I think some of those are going to go, go away. I think churches are going to have to become um, more, I don't want to say creative. They're going to have to be more, have more insight and, and, and more purpose in what they're doing and what they're trying to actually accomplish. Because the people are going to be outside the church. They're not going to be at the church. We got to go to them. We have to go to them. We have to go to where they are. Wherever we find them, where they are. Look, just, just for example, we, we have the, just to show you, it's, it's not that people have completely abandoned every concept of God or even scripture. When you have the version Bible app that's been, what, 500 million people use that thing? some astronomical crazy number. You see that people are flocking to spiritual things, just it's not in many cases to a church, to anything organized. They're looking online for for something. And so we got to be where the people are. I think we got to be just more and more creative with that. But there you have it. Just just some thoughts on this Monday afternoon. Um, I'm going to check and make sure. uh, And to the person who's been commenting, I greatly appreciate it because uh, they, they've offered some insight here. Let me see if they've offered anything else. I don't want to miss anything. A lot of times the, the comments show up and then they just stop. And then you're like, well, did the people leave? And then you go and go, wait, no, there's still more comments that were, did not show up. So let me make sure. Okay, nope, no more comments. All right, there you have it. Just some thought. You can You can give me your thoughts on all of this. I guess the main thing to take away from this is where... Where are things going? The b- belief in God is going to continue to drop, in my estimation. The political hijacking of, of God, I think, is going to continue. Uh, I think it's going to get worse in some cases. Um, and I think the church, churches are going to have trouble surviving. I, I think many churches are going to find themselves, what are we, what are we doing? There's, I, have a, I have a news story here about how, what should churches do with their empty sanctuaries? 
that there's these churches that the sanctuary is empty most of the time, or even when they're having service, it's half empty. What, what should they do with all of this empty space? And it's like, again, we've built the, there's a template that everybody was given. And I think sometimes, and I've been talking about it. What, what is all the money going to versus the, how much ministry is being produced? And look, if people are not coming and your church is just empty, 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 what do you do? Now, there'll be some churches that will always be the, the uh, exception to the rule. But I just think that we're, we're on a downward trajectory. Belief in God dropping, boom. Political hijacking, boom. That's, that, that's going to turn even more people off. And, and when that political hijacking happens in many churches, a lot of people are like, I don't want to go to a church that's more political than it is theological. So that's going to hurt attendance in the church. And I think many people, even though they may be really committed to the things of God, they've just kind of said to the local church, peace out, I'm gone. And these these are things we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to figure out. We're in a I think we're in a major transition period. Things are changing rapidly. Things are changing rapidly, and what we can do when things are in a, a, a time of flux and everything seems to be crazy, we just double down, study the Bible, preach the Bible, try to live according to it learn theology, grow in a grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, share it with as many people as we possible, love people, just basically live out your Christian life. The same thing that is true no matter if there's 99% of the people believing in the true God or 0% believing, no matter what's happening in society, we're st- there's still things that we're just called to do no matter what. And we have to just double down on that and not allow all of this transition to completely destroy what we're called to do. All right. I don't know if that was helpful. I don't know. I don't feel like it was, but 41 minutes at least. I put it this way. I threw out my ideas and you can throw out your ideas by emailing me newsif@yahoo.com. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.